Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Are you ready? We're going to be going to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we're going to read one verse in chapter 13. It's the last verse. Many of you recognize that 1 Corinthians 13 is called the love chapter, okay? And uh, it is all about love. And when, when the Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Corinth, which was a very uh, interesting church, <laughs> and it was a very interesting city, and things were going on in the city that, 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 that you know, were not heard of in any other place. It was, it was such a sinful city that had you know, many of them turned to Christ and were having to learn how to work themselves out of you know, uh, where they came from. Because uh, Corinth set on an isthmus. It's set on a very narrow strip of land connecting two larger uh, 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 pieces of landmass, and it had water on both sides. And for that, this particular city uh, was, was a major trade city where uh, goods from the east and the west traveled through the city, and therefore it was this huge you know, um, 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 cosmopolitan city. And along with people come opinions, come religions, come ideologies. And uh, uh, one of the ideologies, one of the religions, one of the uh, uh, you know, cultures of the group of people that were uh, predominantly uh, you know, religious there in Corinth was that of temple prostitutes. And so you could go to Corinth if you were a sailor, a, you know, a merchant marine or, or some other tradesman and, and, and you would go to you know, the temple and you would give an offering and you could take one of their prostitutes home or into one of the uh, temple rooms. Uh, you know, uh, doesn't that sound like a goofy religion? Well, it was making a lot of money. Not everything that makes money, by the way, do you want to get involved in. But, uh, but it, it was so much that, that there, there were so many different things that people had been married to all of their lives. And so when they came to the church, you know, the church started teaching a kingdom culture. This is the way that God thinks. This is the way that, that, that uh, born-again believers think. This is a, th th these things should supersede your religious background. These things should supersede uh, whatever country or whatever culture you came from. Not that you need to lose your identity, but that we need to strive and perhaps you know, e even, uh, you know, even uh, um, um, uh, reach out and move ourselves into a kingdom-mindedness, a God-mindedness. It's still something that, that I teach today literally around the world. I had uh, occasion at one time to be involved in a, in a country that had a lot of um, turmoil at the moment. I mean, people were being killed uh, all, uh, all around me uh, because of some differing beliefs. And I was able to bring uh, about 100 to 120 pastors together and spend a few days with them in the midst of that, uh, what amounted to almost a civil war there, and to talk to them about these very things. 
that we needed to develop in us what Paul was encouraging the church in Corinth, a kingdom-mindedness. That we needed to reach a little farther up on the scale of caring for others, understanding others, and reaching out to others, but promoting a kingdom-mindedness. And so 1 Corinthians 13 figured very heavily into that. And then when we get to the last verse, this is what verse 13 says. And now abides. Think about this now. 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 And now there remains. Today. We're talking about a today day. We're talking about something that is in the present. And now abides. Now uh, there, there, there is. Now, uh, now uh, you know, uh, uh, there is existent. Now. Uh, now abides. This is what's going to last. This is, this is, these things are lasting. Now abides. Faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest of these is love. This morning we're going to talk about these three things. And let me put them in a, in a, um, in a definition that we might better understand and is applicable not only in the Apostle Paul's day, but also in our day. Number one, faith. Faith is our spiritual health and well-being. Faith is a barometer in your life of how spiritually healthy you are. Okay, How are you with God? Do you trust God? Are you trusting God? We're going to talk about faith. We're going to talk about your spiritual health and your spiritual well-being. Your individual spiritual health and well-being. Uh, the second thing he said that abides today is hope. Hope is our mental health and well-being. Okay? I have a spiritual man and I have a trust you know, in God that everything's going to be okay one day and I'm going to go to heaven. But also, hope is necessary in our lives today for without hope we cannot imagine a better future. And without imagining a better future, then we are going to be left without any mental health. No emotional health. No health and well-being. Our, our, our soul will be crushed and held back and held down and, and worried and, and anxious and depressed. Without hope, people get depressed. Faith represents our spiritual health and well-being. Do we trust God? Hope represents our mental health and well-being. And the third, love, which is our social health and well-being. All three of these things, the Apostle Paul said, were necessary in the life of a believer. That a believer should possess and continue to possess in all days. What should be lasting in our life is, number one, a trust in God. We need to remain spiritually healthy. Number two, we need to remain mentally healthy in that we also have hope for our lives. Hope that things are going to get better for us. And number three, we need to be socially healthy. We need to have a socially healthy environment around us. We need to promote social health and social well-being. And that comes out of the bucket of love in our life. That comes from love. Love is what we use to care about others unless we happen to love ourselves more which God said don't number one let's talk about faith Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 is one of the favorite scriptures when we talk about faith it simply says this but without faith it is impossible to please God for the person who comes to God must believe that God exists. 
and that God is a rewarder of those who will diligently seek Him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. What does that mean? That means that my faith makes me pleasing to God. Faith is a God connection. Faith is a connection. It's a conduit. It's a relationship between God and man. Without faith, you cannot have a relationship with God. It's impossible to have a God relationship. It's impossible to know God. It's impossible to come to God. It's impossible to have a God connection if you do not have faith. Faith is trust in God. Trust in God not only for this life, but also trust in God for the next life, for what He is going to do through eternity. Trust in His decisions. Trust in His Word. Trust what He says. Trust what He meant. Trust what He wants. And that's what the Apostle Paul was trying to get the church in Corinth to do, is to trust Jehovah Almighty God. Trust Jesus, the Son of God. Trust the Word of God. Trust the leadership of the church in that case the Apostle Paul he was saying listen you need to make sure that your trust is in the right God not in the God that allows you to have prostitutes in your church not the God of money which that was one of the most prolific gods in Corinth not the God that's going to puff you up and cause you to be a fleshly representation, a carnal representation of a Christian. The Apostle Paul spoke in Corinth encouraging and rebuking and correcting and instructing the carnal Christians, those Christians who had accepted Jesus by word but had not changed their lifestyle and were still living a divisive life. He said, are you not carnal whereas there are divisions among you? There's even divisions in the church, he said. We need to speak the same thing and mind the same thing. How can we ever speak the same thing? It's because we speak the Word of God. It's not because you have to agree with my opinion or I agree with your opinion or we agree with some other opinion. It's because Almighty God's Word tells us what to believe. And it is important and necessary in order to have a relationship with God that we have faith. Trust in God you know, it helps us to move the many mountains of adversity in our life. And believe me, when we come to Christ, we bring mountains of adversities with us. We bring hurt and hardship. We bring opinions and we bring frustrations and irritations. We bring a lot of things when we come to Jesus and ask Him to save our soul. And He saves us and then begins that process of sanctification. And by faith, we are able to move those mountains out of our life. We are able to push the world back. We are able to hold the devil at bay. We are able to stop the fiery darts of the wicked one from getting into our hearts. We are able to stand with a shield around us protected because of the relationship we have in God. No one can follow God without faith. Faith makes things happen. Faith turns impossibilities into possibilities. You know, you can have no hope but still have faith. I have been there before. I've been in a place where I trusted God, but I didn't have hope that something was going to change, that something needed was going to be done. I have been in a place to where I loved God and trusted Him, but I just had no hope. I was empty of hope. But you know, God didn't want to leave me right there. It's not enough, God says, that we just have faith. 
It's not enough that we, that, that, that we just trusted in the sweet by and by. Someday, some way, somehow, it's going to be okay and we'll all know about it someday. It's not enough just to have faith in God says it's not enough just to get to heaven. God wants us also, number two, to have hope. Now hope abides. Hope. What is hope? The Bible tells us that hope is the anchor of our soul, both sure and steadfast. Hope keeps us from being blown about by every wind that comes our way, by every voice that we hear, by every circumstance and situation. Hope is an anchor that holds us steady on the sea of life, which many times the waves are so formidable, it seems. Hope. Psalms 31, verse 24, the psalmist said, Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. <laughs> Whoa. Be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart if you hope in the Lord. Hope in the Lord. Hope. Three times, in Psalms 42, the psalmist said, Why are you so downcast? Why are you so depressed? The psalm, speaking to himself. You see, hope deals with us. Faith is our connection to God. You know, hope is, is, is my mental and my emotional health. And that's what David was talking about. Why, why are you mentally depressed? Why are you so downcast, O oh my soul? Put your hope in God. When you look around and there's no other place to hope, put your hope in God. Hope that God is watching and hope that God cares and hope that God has a plan and hope that God can handle this. You see, hope does something to us. It increases our courage and our strength of heart. It increases our courage, our mental acuity. Something happens to a people when you rob them of hope. We are seeing some of the outcroppings of what happens when people have no hope today. Faith in God creates a spiritual health and well-being. We cannot be spiritually healthy if we do not have faith in God. But we cannot be mentally healthy if we do not have hope. We have to look through the storm. We have to look past the problems, the difficulties of life, the sickness, the disease, the worry, the fear, the frustration, the aggravation, and find, as Jesus did, on the other side of the cross, he saw something to hope for. He endured the cross. For something that he saw. Hope keeps a smile on my face. It does. Hope keeps joy in my heart and hope keeps peace in my mind. Have you lost hope? If you have, you're, you're going to end up being depressed. You're going to end up sinking down into a hole 
And that's what the devil would love to do. Number one, he would love to destroy your faith in God. He would love to destroy your connection with God. He would love for you not to please God because you don't have faith. He would love for you not to be mentally healthy and emotionally healthy because you have no hope. He would love to get you to the place where you, where you imagine that school is never going to start back or where you imagine I'm not going to be able to keep my job or you imagine that, that I'm going to have some hardship or some heartache or this is never going to get any better. There is no hope. Listen, there is hope now abides it's out there it's there it's there sometimes you have to press yourself into it but it is there don't lose hope how horrible it would be to get up in the morning and have no hope that your day was going to be any better than your yesterday or your last problem or your worst mistake or the most critical word that someone said to you Hope is our anchor in all times. Our hope is in Jesus who loves us and gave himself for us. Our hope is in Christ. Let me tell you, hope is the whole message of the gospel. It's hope. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Let me tell you where my hope is. Okay? <laughs> soon, soon I am going to hear a trumpet. And I'm going to see a great light. It's going to happen soon. Do you know how fast the days are going by? If I live to be 140, it's going to be happening soon. Soon. But I believe it before then. I hope it's before Tuesday. <laughs> soon. This is my hope. I am going to hear a trumpet. It's going to happen. I am sure it's going to happen. I'm going to see a great light. And then the eyes of my spirit are going to be lifted heavenward and I'm going to see the clouds part and I'm going to see my Savior and I am going to just like taking off this jacket just like you know uh, uh, slipping out of my body like slipping out of a soup you know, a suit or you know um, you know being peeled like a banana I don't know <laughs> I think more like squirted out like a banana you know one of those cartoon things this is going to happen. This is my hope. This is my hope. Something that is inexplicable, inexplicable and something that undeniable. I'm going to go. Shoop, I'm going to be drawn up to meet the Lord in the air. I'm going to see my loved ones that have gone on. There's going to be a great celebration. And after the wedding supper, after that great feast, I'm going to get a chance to participate in the unfolding story that I've already read about in the book of Revelation chapter 20, 21 and 22. That is my hope. And then I am going to forever and ever time without end live in a glorious wonderful new heaven and new earth and i'll get to go fishing a million years and i'll still get time to you know be home for supper i'm gonna get to talk to to, to to you know endless conversations with you know and to get to worship jesus i'm gonna see things when i when, when, when shoo, my hope is my whoo, when i go i'm gonna see things from god's perspective and it's gonna all make sense I'm going to know as I am known. I'm going to be changed to be like him. That is my hope. And let me tell you something. Nothing is going to sink my ship. 
Not with hope like that. Do you have hope like that? Friends and loved ones waiting with great joy to celebrate. This is our hope. And ain't nothing going to sink my ship. Ain't nothing going to destroy my faith. Ain't nothing going to rob my joy. Ain't nothing going to steal my peace. Ain't nothing going to make me stop being a witness for Jesus Christ. I am determined to be invincible until he has finished. Come on now, sing with me, guys. You know it. His purpose in me. Not many of you know it, huh? And nothing shall shake me, for he'll never forsake me. I am determined to live for the King. Ain't nothing going to sink my ship. People might say, but preacher, what about all the things going on? What about all the unrest and the trouble around us? You know, faith in God? You have hope? Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors, Romans 8 says. <laughs> Through Him, Jesus Christ, who loved us. For I'll let you know right now that I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor past, you know, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall ever be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. For I am determined to be invincible. I'd rather be invisible, by the way. <laughs> but I'm determined to be invincible till he has finished his purpose in me. And nothing shall shake me and he will never forsake me. For I am determined to live for the king. That brings us to point number three. Love. Just as faith represents and is a gauge and a barometer of my relationship with God, of my health and my well-being, of my spirit, and just as hope is a gauge of my mental and emotional health and well-being, love is an indication of my social connectedness, my health and well-being, my contribution to society, my contribution to others. First Corinthians 13, in talking about love, in verse 4 says, Love suffers long. This is an indication of how I'm doing with you. This is an indication of my relationship with you. Faith, my relationship with God. Hope, my relationship with my soul and with myself and with my, my mental health. And love, my relationship with others. Love is all about others. 
If it's not all about others, it's not love. If it doesn't include others, it's not love. Love suffers long and is kind. Well, I am pretty kind to myself, and I do really, you know, put up with a lot of, my, you know, myself. You know, I allow myself to do a lot without getting on to me. Love does not parade itself. It's not boastful and arrogant. It's not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own, is not provoked. Love does not think evil. It doesn't think the worst of people. Hmm. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but love rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. The first part of verse 8, love never fails. Wow. Let me, let me uh, encapsulate these things we've talked about like this. Faith moves mountains. Hope moves me. Love moves others. You want to positively affect God? Trust Him. You want to, you know, do what's best for God? Trust Him. You want to do what's best for you? You want to positively affect yourself? Then get some hope. You can start with eternity and back up from there. You want to positively affect others? Love them. Love them. 1 Peter 1, verse 22 says, Since you have purified your souls, since you got born again because you obeyed the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. That's not a suggestion. That's a command. Okay? And remember I talked about all three of these, faith, hope, and love, are in the now. This is what we need now, right now. Okay? And if you would make a decision that you are going to work on your faith and your hope and your love, if you will be a demonstration of trusting God and, and encouraging yourself mentally not to be depressed and drawn off into rage yourself, and if you would demonstrate love, just what we read there in, in, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13. You might say, well, how is it I'm supposed to love? Well, don't you remember? You know, we read it right there. You know, love is a demonstration of a kingdom culture. And this is what the Apostle Paul was trying to get the church in Corinth to do. The church in Corinth, you are in a sea of wickedness and sin, is what he was telling them. You are surrounded by a sea of wickedness and sin and strong opinions and all kinds of other you know, religious ideologies and, and political ideologies and, and business acumen. All your, 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 uh, can you just rise above that and adopt a kingdom culture and have trust in God and have hope that, that, that you can make a difference and love others? 
instead of arguing with them and being frustrated. Faith in God, hope for myself, love toward others. Come on, saints. Don't let anybody sink your ship. Don't let anybody rob you of love, of hope, or of faith. Okay? Don't let anyone. You know, we have a job to do, and it's going to require faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Amen. Father, today is a day we've never been to before, like Joshua talking to the children of Israel before crossing the Jordan. He said, stay close to the leadership. Stay close to the priest. We haven't been this way before. So stay close, everybody. God is going to do what only He can do. He'll part the waters. But He needs you to stay close and stay unified. To go across you know, as, as, as a group. Lord, help us, sir, today. Lord, to stay close to one another and close to our leaders, Lord. You've given us and blessed us with good leaders. Lord, you've sent prophets to us, Lord. You've sent good men and good women to, to, to lead our schools. Help us, Lord, to, to not mean-mouth them in any decision that they may, might make concerning the next school year. God, they agonize businessmen agonize over what to do and the policies lord our goals are the same and lord bless and anoint each family each individual the businesses of our community our schools our hospitals lord our our firemen our policemen our emts lord Lord, anoint us, God, that we might stay close and not allow these things to divide us, especially in these critical moments. Lord, we pray, sir, that you would keep everyone healthy, spiritually, mentally, physically, socially, financially. Lord, help us, God. Lord, we, sir, will lift up your name and be a light. Lord, we will be a blessing to the problem, not a curse. Lord, we will, Lord, we will Lord, uh, try to please you, God, in every situation. Keep us in the center of your will. Lord, help us to love everyone, especially our enemies. They need it most. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you.